0: Chester's in the stands!
1: But if y'all waiting on me to apologize, hell gonna uh, freeze wait! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Welcome everyone to the Points in the Paint podcast, stadium's number one NBA podcast. Talking everything NBA, I'm Ben witness
1: I am, of course. Zach Badgerhouse, always in the house. What's happening, my main man? What's going on?
0: Not too much. (laughs) Getting really into the NFL right now, some college basketball, but the NBA's still going on. So it's been a lot to keep track of, to be honest.
1: Oh, it is. It's pretty hectic for you, I know for sure. But listen, NBA ain't going nowhere. That's the nightcap every time. You know, that that just caps your night off. You know, it's smooth sailing. You ain't got to worry too much. You get to have some fun a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It's highlights. You know what I mean, so you know, I'm saying points in the pain podcast, but we're gonna bring you all what's going around the NBA, the National Basketball Association, big dog.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. There's a lot going on in the NBA because people are being paying attention to March Madness, they're paying attention to Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, but stuff's still going on in the NBA. So mm-hmm. what, let's just start. Mm-hmm. Let's start with one big thing. Just one thing, one thing you. Mm. Um let's have you start this one because you're you want to highlight a team that's actually been playing pretty well since the start of the new year.
1: Oh yeah, man, the one big thing for me this week is the Boston Celtics. You know what I mean? Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and the crew. Man, that Derek White trade, that looks very good. I'm going to give kudos to somebody I probably wouldn't have gave kudos when he was the HC, when he was the head coach, and that's Brad Stevens. You know what I'm saying? Brad Stevens made some moves from the front office perspective that really put this team in a better position to win these games. You know what I mean? And then Ume Udoka was able to find that niche defensively since January 1st. Man, they're like the second best team in the league in terms of defensive rating. You got to love that and guys locking in. On that side of the ball, makes it more opportunities offensively for Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and, J- and man, Jason Tatum is having a phenomenal year. Oh. Man, I think he's had like. Two or three 50 point games so far this season alone. man. he's really been locked in. You know, Jalen Brown, he's coming off that ankle injury. So he's, you know, working his way back. Al Horford, he, he brought himself back. They had a nice win this past weekend against the Brooklyn Nets, where, you know, like I said before, Tatum with the 50 ball being, and then KD was out there doing a hell of a job, too, with the 37 piece wing dinner, man.
0: <laughs> Dude, he's been unbelievable. I think, didn't he tie Larry Bird for the most 50 point games? and with the Celtics and he, he's only and he 20 long
1: yeah like I said he he's ain't insane. been there that long man he's already breaking the Larry Legend records you know what I mean and speaking of Larry Legend have you seen winning time have you seen that yet have you heard mm-hmm. about
0: that I've not
1: you haven't heard about it or you haven't seen it
0: I uh, neither honestly
1: <laughs> Ooh, we went in time Lakers Celtics well, the Celtics are in there, but it's about the Los Angeles Lakers. I highly recommend you checking that out, HBO Max. Winning time, man. This is great basketball content. Talk about how the you know saying how the Lakers got started and then drafted Magic Johnson. You know, great Dr. Buss. You definitely want to check that out, bro. I highly recommend that.
0: They're not a sponsor of the podcast, though. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you just you just you just want to throw that in there.
1: I did cuz it's a good show, you know what I'm saying? I think I think yeah. you'll like it. It just correlates with, you know what I'm saying, the basketball as we see it today, you know what I'm saying? If it, for me, personally being, if it wasn't for Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, I feel like the league wouldn't have been where it is today off off top of, you know what I'm saying, Michael Jordan of course taking it to a whole new level, but I think with Magic And Larry Legend, who Jason Tatum just surpassed in terms of 50-point games, I think if it wasn't for those two paving the way for the league, it would have been
0: real bad. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, he started the point-forward thing. He started the whole thing that LeBron has been amazing at for 20 years at this point almost. Mm So – You have to watch how that all started. So, yeah, I'll check that out. But the Celtics now have been unbelievable. I mean, they've been their defense has been some of the best in the league since the all-star break since January 1st. I think they're like second. I think they might be first in defensive efficiency. It's just been it's been unbelievable to watch their transformation because starting the season we were talking about on the podcast. We're like, this is just not working. You know, you have Tatum, you have Brown, you expect better things from this team. And they were just terrible. And now something happened. Imey Odoka turned it around, whatever he said, whatever they did. They're a really dangerous team, which is unfortunate for a lot of other teams in the East because oh, yeah. it's already getting harder. It's getting harder to get to the finals at this point. You have Harden, you have Embiid, who have been playing really well together. You have teams like the Celtics now who look really good. It's It's a very, very difficult conference. And I was looking through the standings the other night, and I'm just like, one through six, one through seven, it's, it's a really deep, tough conference
1: hmm And they can interchange at any given moment. Don't you go out here and go on a no three game lose or four game loser streak. Or if you're the uh, Chicago Bulls and you can yeah. fail from two to four when in only like a week because you're on a five game loser streak, you can't have that. But they got injuries, you know what I'm saying, the Chicago Bulls. So it's luckily for the Boston Celtics that Jalen Brown's ankle injury wasn't too severe and he was able to come back and perform a decent Enough for them to get the victory on top of Jason Tatum going out there and getting that uh, fifty-point bar game, and so kudos to the Celtics, Ume Udoka. You feel me? They're doing a good job. Being, I'm really liking what they're doing. They've strapped up on defense, 17 and 19 before the the calendar year had turned, and now they're what 22 and 8 since January 1st. Man, you gotta love to see it, right? You know, what I'm saying that was a team that we weren't sure. Then you get those those weird messages out there and narratives out there. Well, maybe one of the Jays need to go. Maybe Tatum and Brown. Don't need to play together, and we had to shut that down real quick early on in oh, yeah. the season. We had to shut that down, and so I'm glad they be able to work it out. I think they'll be able to conti- continue to elevate their games as the postseason moves closer.
0: And you mentioned the Bulls, and that is my one big thing: is the Chicago Bulls. And if anyone has been following like, the don't team, be scared. If, if anyone knows <laughs> about the fans, what we're talking about. It's been a struggle for the Bulls as of late, and they're very clearly missing their two, maybe three best defenders with Alex Caruso, Lonzo Ball, Patrick Williams. Now, Williams has been out for a majority of the season, but Caruso and Ball, as we saw to start the year, Zach, they were, they were so useful for this team. They helped them have a top 10 defensive rating, and they helped them have a top 10 offensive rating. And since they have been gone, the Bulls are average. They're, they're an average team without them, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm, It sucks to admit, but that's really what they are. They're a team that can't compete with the top of the NBA. They're good against younger teams. They're good against teams that are not as good. But when they have to play the best of the best, they struggle, and they don't have the defensive ability. Teams know what DeMar DeRozan is going to do at this point. The defense is able to double-team and force the ball out of his hands. Zach Levine's not 100%. He still has knee problems that he's been talking about all season long that have been an issue for him. And their bench is kind of worn thin, and they're a younger team on the bench. So you put all of that together, it screams average. And it's unbelievable. It's it's crazy to see how important Caruso and Ball are to this team. Because not only are they going to be picking up the best players on the defensive side of the ball, yep. but they run the offense, especially Lonzo Ball. They run the offense. It's a lot more smoother when he's running point, And it allows DeRozan and Levine a lot more space to operate offensively. So... I'm not saying the sky is falling for the Bulls, Zach. I'm I'm yeah, not saying yeah, the Bulls yeah. are done, and I saw something today that said they have like a 40 to 50% chance of getting the 6th seed in the Eastern Conference at this point. That is like the seed they are most likely to get. But we need to see them fully healthy. Nope. Top four. to be able to compete <laughs> and they're not fully healthy right now. So I'm not, I'm not yelling. This guy's falling. I'm not saying the bulls are done. I know they have a terrible record against playoff teams and good teams in the Eastern conference. Just wait, take a breath. The team will probably, oh, okay. hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully be healthy by the time the playoffs start. And then we'll be able to see the full force of what this bulls team can do because people must have short term memories back in October, Back in November, in December, we were talking about how good and how fun they were.
1: The circus road trip, they did a good job doing that. You know what I'm saying? They handle their business. When they went out on the road, the West Coast trip, they handle man, listen, I'm trying to get my man's Cam, our main man, you know what I'm saying, Cam Smith, you know what I'm saying? Always come on the podcast, talk the Bulls with us. You know what I'm saying? We run a three-man weave with our main man, Cam Smith, you feel me? However, you know what I'm saying? He be in a little panic mode sometimes when we at work, and I be trying to explain to him, like, listen, I understand that the Chicago Bulls are 1-13 against teams with a plus 500 record, and you know what I'm saying? They haven't played too well Against teams that are better of the pack and they haven't, they've lost to the 76ers <laughs> 11 times in a row and Joel Embiid and right now just has their number but Vooch didn't play and just like you mentioned before, they're missing their two top two guards. Defensively, we know what they can do. Lonzo Ball, he brings it defensively. Caruso was probably going to be first team all defense. A guy coming off the bench might have got all first team defense. That lets you know the impact that Alex Caruso brings to you on the defensive side of the ball. And so when they don't have all of that, yes, it's going to be a struggle bus for those to get wins against a better pack of the teams. But like you said, Ben, still need to panic. Because they still gonna finish top four. Yeah, I said it. The Bulls still gonna finish I top hope. four, big dog. You know what I'm saying? Man, you might I be hope. scared. You talking about six seed. No, we ain't doing that. They still gonna finish top four, like we said before the season started. Cause your boy gotta be right. <laughs> and that's, so that's how I'm coming. I got good faith that I, my prediction for the Bulls to finish top four in the Eastern Conference will still be correct. We ain't got pretty on Hattie. Now, if Zach Levine, he's starting to limp into something a little more, then you might have to put a little panic on that. may hey, he go down or something, then maybe so. But other than that, that being That's my a
0: Yeah, that's my worry is that you have guys like DeRozan and Levine now who are, Mm -hmm. you know, overexerting themselves a little bit to this point, and they they can cool it. They can step off the gas for a little bit. They don't need to put uh, their entire effort into this regular season, especially knowing they are probably for sure going to make the playoffs, and they're going to be needed to give their all in the playoffs. But, you know, DeRozan, everyone knows what he's going to do in the fourth quarter. Teams have prepared defensively for that. The shtick's not working anymore. The guy needs to move the ball a little bit. I'm not saying I'm annoyed with him at this point, but it's not great to just see him kind of try to take it himself in the fourth quarter. Teams know what he's going to do. They're just trying to get the ball away from him at this point he's going to be doubled maybe even triple teamed move the ball man move it move it out you got capable shooters and Kobe White and Zach Levine around you move it out don't force anything and and hopefully once you have the guys back with Caruso and Lonzo Ball the team will be able to actually function at a higher level than they are right now because it is bad defensively is disgusting they just give up whatever shot whatever drive they want offensively they sometimes get stuck so this guy you know Everything's okay. Take a fall. breath. Take a breath. Everything, everything's okay. Panic mode has not been initiated yet. We're not jumping right, ship. Right. But the panic button's there. You know, I can see it. It's close. It's within arm's distance right now. It I'm ain't in arm's distance
1: it, for me. It's
0: close. It my, is man's me, my man's told
1: me, you listen, my man's told me I had a decent wingspan. It's still, like, close to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> listen, I'm six foot. I got weird gangly arms. I think I got about a six foot one wingspan, so it's close. It's close. Prison time. Right to jail. Who are we throwing in prison? I don't have anyone to throw in prison this week, but you. You have someone you want to throw in prison, Zach.
1: Oh, yeah. So this week is supposed to be the matchup. It's supposed to be the, the one right here, the showdown, the the dim the lights. We about, to sh- we about to see what is up. It was supposed to take place in Wells Fargo and Philadelphia this week. We supposed to see Ben Simmons in a Brooklyn Net uniform, and we will not. And that's a problem. Yeah. Because I personally believe he running from the smoke. <laughs> he running from the he running from the smoke for sure. Huh. Because all of a sudden you got a back issue since returning. Since when? Because you ain't played all year. So you you've been and you've been working out, right? You've been you've been doing all this working out away from the team, focus on your mental health, on your, your physical health, you know what I'm saying? Staying away from uh the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers when you're a member on that roster. Now you in Brooklyn, and that date is real close. It gets real close because the trade deadline was in February and only nearly, what, not even a month later, you got to go to Philly because the Brooklyn Nets are going there to play, and you don't want to show up. I bet he won't even be in the building. He's been at every game.
0: They said he's sitting on the bench. They said he's going to sit on the bench for the game, which I don't know why you would do that to yourself unless you just love getting yelled at by opposing fans, but (laughs) that's what they said. He said he's gonna be sitting on the bench. I,
1: he must go have shades on, cause ain't no way <laughs> he's, he's gonna, gonna have that little mustache
0: with the glasses.
1: He ain't gonna be <laughs> all We're about all, to all that. <laughs> the Who's butt. that guy on the
0: bench? It doesn't look like Ben Simmons. Maybe he's yeah, just six not foot ben nine, right?
1: Just a six foot ten average dude with <laughs> <the> a
0: mustache.
1: <laughs> but he better come with some shades or something, so he ain't got to be looking at them folks in the eyes. Cause man, listen, they're gonna have something to say about. The coward play and the coward move that he did to get his way up out of there, man. All you had to do was shoot a couple jump shots, man. Make some jumpers, man. Just go, just yeah. shoot some jump shots. You would have been good. That's all it would have took. Just make that up. layup.
0: Just make that one layup. That one layup that, layup that you had.
1: You tra- That's right. it. You got Trey Youngs. So you got you get a Trey Young and whatnot. So you know what I'm saying, man. Ben Simmons, he ran from the smoke, man. And I just feel like he got. We got to lock him up this week, man. Because I ain't really feeling the fact that he ain't got no competitive spirit to go out there and perform, because we know Ben Simmons can play. You know what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong. He can play. You know what I'm saying? He played with a triple-double every time he stepped foot out on the floor. You know what I'm saying? Whether he's shooting jump shots or not. We know what he can do when he get out in transition, ability to attack the rim, get other guys involved, get on the glass. We know what Ben Simmons can do, but why can't you showcase that and let Philly fans know what they're going to miss from your play and how you're going to amp it up a notch in Brooklyn in the showdown that we're supposed to see this week as the Brooklyn Nets play the Philadelphia 76ers Why we can't have that Got to ask Ben Simmons.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to play my get out of jail free card here for him because <laughs> I agree I I think it's kind of weird that he's not doing this and you know I get it if he's if he doesn't feel like he's mentally ready for this type of game but then why are you still going to sit on the bench because arguably that's probably worse for you than going and just playing. Because then you're just sitting there watching the game while fans can talk to you and scream at you and yell at you, and you're going to be able to hear them for the entire game instead of just being on the court. So I'm not really sure the mentality behind that, but just play. I wish he could play. I think it would be a lot of fun to see him play. Oh, yeah. Because you know he'd check Harden. You'd know he'd be on James Harden, and you'd know he'd try to stop Harden as well as he could. He's an all-defensive team player. He probably could do a pretty good job against James Harden, too. He's 6'10". He yep. would be able to lock down Harden for a good portion of that game, but he's not going to play and we're going to miss it. And the only right, way we're going to be able to see both of them go against each other and Ben Simmons back in, in Philly would be a, a playoff series. So that's, that's what guys got to give it to us. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping. I'm going to be praying every night, getting ready, getting in my jammies, getting in bed and saying, please. Let That's their what Gina be a said it. You know
1: what I'm saying? Gina said it. <laughs> Gina said it to us. You know what I'm saying? Basketball guys, they owe it to us to give they us do. that series.
0: <laughs> they do. All right, let's go to dunk or deny. It's our version, buy or sell, if you haven't oh, listened yeah. to this podcast yet. If you haven't, welcome to be a points in the painter. We appreciate you. Go follow us on Twitter, Points in the Paint. You know who I'm dunking on? And they were my one big thing last week. And I'm going to be dunking okay. on the Miami Heat. Dunking with. We got to change that. Dunking with the Miami Heat because of how good they have been. And Zach, they got Victor Oladipo back on Monday. They
1: did. He Mm -hmm. looked good. Drawing charges. It's not like
0: that team needed anything too, but they got an extra guy. I I feel like they
1: kind of did though, offensively. Yeah, I think offensively. Offensively, That's fair. I feel like they needed it. Defensively, we know what the Miami Heat is doing this year. You know what I'm saying? They're top three, probably not three in terms of defense on the year this season. They do a good job locking in. But I feel like offensively, man, they struggle sometimes, especially the starters. Especially the starters. They struggle on offense. Maybe because they lock in so much defensively, but on offense, they're a little bit inconsistent. Jimmy, bam, a little inconsistent sometimes on offensive end.
0: Yeah, so hopefully Vic can help fix that offensively. We know that. When he wants to be, he can be a good defender on the defensive side of the ball. But it just makes an already pretty deep team when healthy even deeper. I'm I'm really worried about the Miami Heat, I'll be honest. And when I talk I about how good that Eastern Conference is, I mean, you can go two, maybe even three teams deep before mentioning the Bucks. I mean, you could argue that maybe they're the third team you would mention because – I really love how the 76ers have been playing. I just I don't know how you stop a James Harden and Joel Embiid pick-and-roll game offensively. <laughs> I really don't. I'm going to be amazed to see how teams can figure that out to stop them consistently. The Miami Heat are unbelievable defensively, and they only just got better offensively. And then you have the Milwaukee Bucks, the defending champion Bucks, who can just overwhelm you on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. It's a really, really deep Eastern Conference, and you even have – the Toronto Raptors, who are sitting seven, eight, who, when fully healthy, I don't know if I'd want to play them in a seven-game series. So That's you true. have them going all the way deep to Toronto, to the seven seed, the eight seed. I think the Heat are going to be able to dominate most of these teams, but it's scary, man. And they've been able to dominate a really good Eastern Conference. And I, I was watching it firsthand when they played the Bulls. That defense was stopping them left and right. They got Vic back. They're... Gonna have a hopefully a healthy Kyle Lowry, ho- hopefully a healthy Jimmy Butler. Right, right, right. This team is going to be good come playoff time.
1: Yeah, remember what I told you last week? Man, I ain't really. Man, listen, Chicago. Listen, Chicago Bulls. I still feel like better than Miami Heat. Really? <laughs> okay While When fully, when
0: full, the fully healthy Bulls.
1: The fully healthy Chicago Bulls, okay. I believe, are a better team than the Miami Heat because they got they got something that the Miami Heat don't have. That's consistency on offense. You know what I mean? And I believe that those other two, those other two players we mentioned from the Bulls, and Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso, they can put a stop to the Miami Heat on the offensive side of the ball. That I know, honestly, that series if they were if they were to meet, like let's say the Miami Heat stayed where they are, right? And the Chicago Bulls stayed where they were. Bulls can beat the Celtics. You think the Bulls could beat the Celtics if it was four or five, as it currently stands right now, yeah. four or five? I think the Celtics in seven games, it might go seven. Might be a great first round series. Oh, it, it, it be, yeah. Games. You know what I'm saying? Get some great performances out of Tatum, DeRozan, Levine. You know what I'm saying? You get a dark horse in there, Derrick White, and Lonzo messing around and have him a breakout game, make seven threes in the playoff game, do some bananas. You know what I'm saying? Do something crazy. But I think the Bulls. Can beat the Boston Celtics now. If they run into a Miami, now this is this is where it gets this is where it gets good. Being for the Bulls, for me at least, because I believe a fully healthy Chicago Bulls team, depending on who they match up with, they can sneak their way into the Eastern Conference Finals. They can sneak their way, but they gotta just get the right matchups. They can run into a team like the Boston Celtics in the first round or Cleveland Cavalier team in the first round. They can handle that business if they run into a Miami Heat team in the second round. If the Miami Heat remain the number one, seed, I feel like they can beat them in a seven-game series because they have more to offer on the offensive side of the ball consistently. And so if they could just run into the right teams, the Bulls could end up in the ECF, man, I think.
0: It's tough. It's going to be a really fun <laughs> East and, and the Heat have uh, firmly planted themselves as a team that uh, no one wants to mess with. I, I, I know I would not want – as a Bulls fan, I don't want the Bulls playing the Heat at least until the Eastern Conference Finals if they have to. They, they're a team that terrifies me because they're good defensively and they have one of the best coaches in the NBA and Eric Spolstra yeah, who spoke. knows how to coach and he knows how to adjust on the fly. He's unbelievable. Spoke. He's unbelievable. And he's so tan, too, which is weird, but I get it because it's Miami. He's a very <laughs> tan guy. But other than that, that's his like one downside is he's just a little weirdly tan sometimes. Other than that, his <laughs> basketball mind is sharp. <laughs> who, who are you dunking with?
1: I am dunking with the great performances we've been seeing lately from these individuals awesome. on these teams, man, yeah. it's been great. And so I'm dunking with more of those. I need some more yeah. of those. We just, we Good just point. got, we just, we just had it. You know what I feel? me? You feel me? We just had another one most recently. I'm sorry, but it was against the Chicago boys. It was, <laughs> and it it was. was Joel Embiid, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like 46 and 14. <sighs> and let me set this up for you because Not even, I believe, two days ago, your boy, Joker, he come out here with the 45 triple-double to let people know my my MVP is valid. You feel me? And I need to be a front-runner for the MVP. He he should be. He is. But go ahead. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt.
0: MB's got nothing on him. MB's got nothing.
1: Oh, oh, but hold on, though. Because what MB go out here and do, he say, hold my beer. Mm -hmm. You got your 45 tripped up. That's cute. (laughs) This team right here. I've never lost to this team, and I ain't losing to him tonight. Watch this. The 40, what he had, like, 46, 14. Man, he was balling. He was doing his thing, you feel me? But there's been other great performances out there. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, those two are top two MVP candidates right now, and they're not going nowhere in terms of the individual performances. They're putting up night in and night out. Your boy Joker flirting with a triple-double every night if he's not going to get Jeez. one. He's a monster. You got Harden just force-feed. He'll force-feed it. He cost me some money because he don't want to shoot the ball because he want to make sure Joel Embiid get his, you feel me? But yeah. there's neither here nor there. you know, not salty about it at all. Not salty about it at all. Chris Middleton dropped a 44-piece all over the weekend. Man, that was nice. But I needed Giannis to have that type of performance. But, again, that's neither here or there. You feel me? We talked about Tatum's performance, which was spectacular. But in that same game, KD was balling. It's just been so many great individual performances. We watched DeRozan go on a tear and break Michael Jordan, Chicago Bulls record for most 35 point shooting 65% plus. From the, like he, it's just been a great few weeks of individual performances. And I had to show some love to some of these guys.
0: Yeah, I was thinking that the other day and, and you were able to put it into words that I didn't have in my head. I was just like, look at all these guys scoring points. <laughs> <And> <laughs> you were able to say it a lot better than I was. But it's been, I, I can't remember a time when we were seeing this where the superstars of the league were just having well, unbelievable there. 40, 50 point nights consistently. You know, and it's like a different guy every night. One night it's Giannis. One night we see Middleton just being insanely stupid and just hitting shots. The <laughs> then we have DeRose in one of those nights. Embiid's doing it consistently. Jokic is my little child, man. I love him with all my heart. He's doing his thing. So you just got guys doing this night, night out. It's just, it's fun. It's really fun to watch. Um, a team I am denying and I, I just, Uh-oh. I don't love them. It's the Utah Jazz. Now I didn't lose a bet with them the other night. I, they oh, really don't like them. Against yeah. the Dallas mm-hmm. They were underdogs to the Mavs. Rudy, Rudy Gobert was going to play. I didn't understand it. Now I get it. They're not good consistently. <laughs> the Jazz are, the Jazz are fine. They're fine. They're a fine team. They're 10 and 5 in their last 15. They've been okay. playing well, but the teams they've been playing are bottom of the barrel. Take out mm. the trash, garbage teams. They play teams like the Thunder, play teams like the Hornets. I, I was trying to bring up, uh, their, their schedule and to see who they play and just see, like, oh, maybe, Maybe they played some good teams here and there. Well, the good teams they played, the Mavericks, lost to them. They yep. beat them right after the All-Star break. They beat the Suns without Chris Paul. They lose to the Pelicans. They beat the Rockets.
1: they lose Rock- to Houston? Oh, they beat the Rockets. They ended up winning that game. They
0: beat the
1: Rockets game. by okay, yeah. Oh, it took OT. So that's what it was. It took OT for them to win. Mm. <laughs>
0: I'm not sold. I'm, I'm not sold on the Jazz. And I was, I loved the Jazz last season. I thought, you know, this you team is 42 three pointers a game. This is revolutionary. They're just going to overwhelm you. And it didn't work. It did not work. Live they survived. Defensively, by. I don't think Rudy Gobert is the smartest player around. I, uh, he's talented. He's a large man. I just died.
1: Just, I don't just know come on the, to the always, good side.
0: <laughs> I, don't if, I don't know if the brain's always there for him, night in and night out. It's, it, it relies a lot on, on Donovan Mitchell. Now, they're gonna I got a hot take for you
1: with jazz, too.
0: <laughs> yes. They, listen, they miss Joe Angles. I get that. They Angles played a very important part to Janitor that. Chatterder Joe. But they're... 15th in defensive efficiency over the last 15 mm. games they're top 10 offensively but they're number 10 they they just yeah they're like for the utah jazz they're trending water so i'm not i'm not sold i'm not going to be betting on them i think they're going Good. to be overvalued a lot in the market down the stretch of the season and especially in the playoffs when they probably shouldn't if i'm going to bet on them they have to be the home team they just they have mm. to be I'm not betting them on the Gotta road be in Utah. <laughs> it has to be in Utah if I'm going to be betting on them because they're, they're, they cover the spread a lot more. They're better at home. Uh, it's an altitude. So I get it, but I, I'm not buying them, Zach. I, I'm, I'm denying them. I'm, I'm not buying Utah jazz this season. <laughs>
1: It's all good because listen, you finally coming over to the good side. I mean, I've been telling you for two seasons now, right, man. Don't leave them jazz alone, man. They live by the three, they die by the three, man. I listen, I try to I try to get you to come over here. You finally coming on to the good side. Rudy Gobert, he ain't like that. I told you. I don't know why he be up for defensive player of the year every year, and he get he's get put in the blender and pick and roll situations night in and night out. It's really ridiculous. And I'll even say this I would rather have Hassan Whiteside on the floor. No. Than Rudy Gobert. No. Right, let me tell you. No, let me, let me tell you. Offensively, he's more skilled. He's way more skilled than Rudy Gobert on the offensive side of the ball. You at least gonna get way better offense. Now the foul trouble is where Hassan Whiteside comes into play. He getting too much foul trouble, but he was one of the, hold on. He was one of those players. Hassan Whiteside. He was a starter in this league and he got the money, all that. You know what I'm saying? Hassan Whiteside, he pretty decent in my book. You know what I'm saying? He damn so good. Damn so good big man. He's gonna rebound for you. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna bring the energy. He can play offense. He can't shoot like he think he can, but you know what I'm saying? He's gonna do what he's supposed to do on the offensive side of the ball. He's gonna protect the rim. You know what I mean? So and when Rudy Gobert was out, they didn't miss a beat in terms of the center position because of who? Hassan Whiteside. side. Can you
0: know I can I say this? You say you say a lot he can. He can, he can, he can. I think that's a very important word. Because you're not saying he does. You're saying he can. And that's because he is inconsistent. (laughs) He is an inconsistent player who only plays when he wants to play well. When he wants to play well, he's good, great sometimes even. But there's a lot of times where – and I'm I'm, I'm a stupid person, Zach. I'm an idiot. But Hassan Whiteside sometimes, again, we're talking about someone who's just not – their head's not in the game or they don't understand what's going on sometimes – that's that's Hassan Whiteside. Sometimes, so I I don't know. It's not like you're picking <laughs> like pick your poison between Gobert and Hassan, but I, that's that's a, right <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough. one. Might be right now. It might be at this point between those two. All right, you are denying another team. I denied a team a lot of people like mm-hmm. in the playoffs. You're denying another team in a playoff. Oh run. yeah.
1: Oh yeah. First and foremost, let me say this: this team is playing spectacular all season. You know what I'm saying? They got an MVP candidate. 1-2, number do? 12. You know what I'm saying? Number two pick not too long ago. John Morant is stellar. Must watch TV. The Probably the best. That's probably the best team to be watching right now. You know what I'm saying? In terms of a winning team, exciting team, Memphis Grizzlies is probably that team. You know what I mean? However, come postseason, things get tight, man. Things get real tight. You know what I'm saying? That scouting report. Uh, It's 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 very detailed. You know, what I mean, that's one team you got for the next four to seven games. You know what I mean? And so I believe the Memphis Grizzlies, they just don't have it just yet to win a playoff series. This season, I don't think they're gonna have enough come playoff time, and I'm starting to see flashes of it throughout the season right now, where they're relying on John a little too much. Like, who's gonna be that second go to, third go to guy? Because remember last year, Dylan Brooks was turning it up a notch. He mm-hmm. turned it up a notch come playoff time. He was guard the best, guard the best player on the floor, and give you that hype off of an offensive side of the ball, shooting with confidence. That three ball that he loves, Dylan Brooks. Man, listen, I don't know if they have that right now. And credit to Memphis, because they've been doing all of this without their fella Dylan Brooks. So they've been doing all this, taking care of business without him. Desmond Bain has stepped up. But will they be able to do so under them bright lights come April? I don't know.
0: It's interesting because I kind of agree. And you you look <laughs> at the stats, there are the second best offensive team in the last 15 games. They're at seventh best defense in the last 15 games. I mean, this is a very, very good team. Great. Yep. In top upper echelon of the NBA, at least in the regular season. Yep. But like you said, playoffs are a different animal. Different. Defenses are going to focus a, a lot more on your superstars and it's going Hell to yeah. its jaw into some interesting decisions. And if a young Grizzlies team can't handle that, it might be in trouble. Now, I think not winning a playoff series might be a little stretch. I think they can win their first series. It's making a deep playoff run, and <clears> I don't know if that's possible yet. Okay, now, They okay. grow up together a couple years, maybe even next year, they can make a deep playoff run. But I, I can get on board with being cautious that they don't make a deep playoff run. Maybe they maybe they win their first series. Home, they have home court advantage. They play kind of a worse team in the Western Conference that's already been busted by the play-in game. Maybe they can win that first series. But Mm -hmm. it's that second and third that I could could be worried about.
1: Okay. Well, I'll give you this, right? A team that's currently second in the Memphis Grizzlies right now, currently, if they were to play in the playoffs, they'd be playing the seventh seed, which would be, well, it would be a play-in scenario. But let's just say it was the Timberwolves because they're the current seventh seed right now. That might be a team they could have a little bit of trouble with. A little
0: bit. Just a little bit. A little bit. bit. Just a little little bit. bit.
1: But the Timberwolves would be the team that's inexperienced in that scenario. And Memphis Grizzlies being a team that's been in the playoffs the last two seasons, they would be more prepared for that series as opposed to Cat, Anthony Edwards, and D'Angelo Russell. You know what I mean? So that would be an interesting series. A good series, I might add. That would be a damn good series. You know, but maybe they would win. Maybe they would win against them. But if it wasn't the Timberwolves, let's say hypothetically, hypothetically speaking, it was the Lakers. LeBron in the play. Look, LeBron in the playoffs.
0: It's a the playoffs,
1: And this is, and I'll, I'll even go a step, I'll take it a step further. LeBron in the playoffs, and you wouldn't run into a team like the Phoenix Suns, right? So you would avoid losing to them in the first round if you're the yes. Lakers. But a young, exciting, yet still kind of inexperienced team in the Memphis Grizzlies as it relates to the playoffs as it compared to a guy like LeBron James and Russell Westbrook, who have at least been out of the first round. Of the playoffs, you feel me? When something like that can transpire and they get A D back play is the playoffs, it could be something. It could be something. I don't know if it's I don't know if it is, but it could be. And very emphasis on the could. It
0: could be. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Could be. Could be. Just a little bit. Yeah, I I I can I can see that. I can see a world where that is a thing, for sure. Mm -hmm. Stat of the week. Oh yeah. Gotta bring it back. I feel like it's been a little while since we had a stat of the week. Um, Mm -hmm. Who's our stat of the week, speaking of the Lakers? One, two, three, four, five.
1: (laughs) It was just so many great individual performances over the course of the week. I had to save the best one for last because I felt like this was the best one out of all the individual performances that we had seen over the course of the last week. And that's number six from the Los Angeles Lakers, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James. And he went out there and he dropped 56, a 56 wing dinner, hold the fries because they might be cold and soggy. We need all the wings and I need all flats, 56 all flats. That's how he came with it. 56 points, the highest he scored ever in his Lakers career. You got to love it. In the 19 years he's been there, he's tied for the third highest in terms of points for the Los Angeles Lakers. Ooh-wee. Listen, kudos to that man, year 19, going out there, willing them for a victory, too. And it kept them out of falling out of the play-in scenario and keeping them a game ahead of the New Orleans Pelicans and the Portland Trail Blazers. Two teams that are scrappy and fighting to try to get in that play-in scenario. So kudos to King James with the 56 points. Man, you love to see it. 13th 50-point game of his career. And that's only ranked only behind, you know, just some greats like Will, you know, Mike. Bean, Kobe Bryant, you know what I mean, you know, he just he just placed himself in that type of conversation in terms of multi-point 50-point games in his career. So kudos to King James, man. I had to show him some love and give him his flowers cuz the Lakers suck. So He's trying his best. He had to be put out there
0: <laughs> best here. I couldn't even say it any better. So let's just go to your your money line play of the week cuz <laughs> you're doing something that has not been done yet. In game of the podcast. week.
1: Mm-hmm. The first and what's time. It interesting. Is, this, is, this is the first time. And it's your fault. You know what I'm saying? So, win or lose, folks, I just want to throw this out there for a disclaimer. Yes. Win or lose for Money Line Play of the Week. It ain't my fault. It was Ben's idea. Take it and leave it how you will. Okay. but So, this, if this wins, way,
0: wins. If this wins, do I get the credit? Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Oh, okay. you definitely
1: get the credit. Definitely okay, get the credit that. without question. All okay, right, yeah.
0: That's all I need. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I gotta make sure I do my thing. You know what I'm saying? But look this
0: week But if it loses, it's not my fault.
1: Go ahead. Oh no, if it loses, no, it will we'll oh, no. We'll have to talk to the <laughs> we're we'll gonna have to talk to the parlay players about that, okay? And so listen, because this week is a little different, folks, it's a little different, okay? It's a little oh. different. Yeah. Oh. It's a little different this week. Parlay Players Edition this week, folks. So the Moneyline Parlay Players Play of the Week, this week being, we're going to take a two-game parlay Moneyline 76ers over the Brooklyn Nets this Thursday, and we're going to take the Warriors over the Denver Nuggets this Thursday. It's the only two games on that night. So get your popcorn ready. It's going to be a national televised game. Both of those games, and Mm -hmm. I like. Look, we're ten and seven this week. We're ten and seven after last week, folks. You know what I'm saying? What's that? Three in a row. Two in a row. You know what I'm saying? We got back. You know what I'm saying? We losing count. We winning so much. We losing count. But look, this is this right here. This is the first time we're introducing the moneyline parlay play of the week. And that's the money line with the 76ers over the Brooklyn Nets and the Golden State Warriors over the Denver Nuggets. Parlay those together and
0: have yourself a
1: good night. Uh,
0: Yeah, I'll do it. Let's do it. I'll ride the money line parlay of the week. That's what I'm talking about. You might have to do another parlay. If it hits, it might just become the normal parlay of the week.
1: Mm-hmm. Just like that. You feel me? Well, hopefully, okay. we get that win. <laughs> <Right.
0: Love it. laughs>
1: so, that's going to conclude this edition of the Points in the Paint podcast presented by Statham. I am one of those members of Parlay Players, my main man, Ben. Oh, he definitely just became a member of the Parlay Players last week. So make sure you follow us on our social handles, respectively, of course, and see some of our plays and make sure for Sharp Lessons, Wednesday is just around the corner. So my man, Ben, be dropping an the, dropping the article, you know what I'm saying, for his best plays that he got for Wednesday night for the NBA slate. So you don't want to miss that on Stadium.com. But then you want to check out Sharp Lessons, too, with Nate Jacobson as they drop in their picks for bets go across all the sports world. You feel me? You definitely want to do that inside the association with Shams, make sure you follow psalms you know what i'm saying psalm bombs too with cam smith inside the association running a three-man weave with pat garrity they come out every thursday you don't want to miss that and tape don't lie with michael felder the podcast everything football so much going on in football right now so you don't want to miss that and you will hear from us zach and ben next week